everyone, and welcome to 1923 Main Street. Home of the Daddy Daughter Disney Travel Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellobratic. And I'm Amelia Bellobratic. And today we're going to be talking all about adventure travel at Walt Disney World. Yes, indeed. And what do we mean by adventure travel? I was thinking about something way back. If you're a regular listener, you may remember episode 31, where we talked about the Disney travel DNA and the different types of Disney travelers that there are. And you could do that little quiz. If you haven't uh, checked it out, go back to episode 31 and play along and find out what kind of Disney traveler you are. And one of those travel types was the Disney adventurer. So what we're going to talk about today are all the options. And there are quite a few at Walt Disney World that you might not consider to be Walt Disney World vacation. So Amelia, give me an example. This is what you could say to your friends. I'm going to say, hey, where did you, what did you do on your vacation? Where did you go? And you would say, I did what? Well, I went on a safari trek. I did a hot air balloon ride. I went surfing. I went horseback riding. I did some archery and I went on a yacht cruise and got a VIP backstage tour. Well, maybe without the backstage tour part, if you said a bunch of those other things, people, and then you said, and now guess where I was. Their odds are people are not going to guess that you were at Disney World if you were surfing and riding hot air balloons and all that sort of thing. So Why that's not? what I we're going Well, you know, but the people who don't know, the people who aren't in the know, they will be after this episode. So don't share this episode with those friends if you want to trick them. So let's talk about some of these things. I mean, a lot of people don't know these things exist. And we're going to talk about today, don't just do the regular... Get up, go to the park, stay there all day, come back to the hotel, maybe swim in the pool, eat at a restaurant, go to bed. There is so much more. We've talked about tons of different things on this show that you can do there. But this show specifically is about the Disney adventure travel options. These are really unexpected experiences people don't think you'll find there. And you know, a lot of people don't know they exist unless you really prowl around the Disney website when you're booking your trip. So let's jump right in. And start with the Wild Africa Trek. Do you want to describe how you remember that and what you remember most about it? And what you found to be most adventuresome? And can I keep talking and cutting you off? <laughs> you can't see her facial expressions, but you can imagine them. The rope bridge. Yes, the rope bridge. The suspension bridge. That was the bridge. best part. Was that adventuresome? Because you get the harness. And not only the I rope bridge. I love harnesses. Do you remember what the rope bridge goes over? To add to the adventure? What are you actually walking over? I don't know, wooden rope. No, but what's under you, I mean? If you fell, who would be sitting next to you on the ground? A lion? No. A tiger? Was, no. It A was, bear? No. That's oh, my. The, that's the Wizard of Oz. No. It was the alligators. And they were snapping. I don't know if you remember this. At least when I went over it. So... Let's let's go back and talk about the Wild Africa Trek, what it is. This is one of the best paid tour things, in my opinion, you can do at Walt Disney World. And there is the Kilimanjaro Safari, and that's the attraction. You get on the little truck and you drive around. But it's, if you, It's much better than that. I mean, I like that. That's cool. If you're going to do that, do the early morning one. And the, the cast member tip was do it on a rainy day. Because the animals are real. First of all, it's not crowded, but the animals come out to play in the rain, especially in Florida, and especially if it's the summer, which we're going to get into on our next episode. But for now, the Kilimanjaro Safari is one thing. But if you want to go backstage 
and half of the tour is on foot on that safari, this is the one for you. I have to say, though, if this one rains, it's a bit... uh... We had a bit of a misty rain. A bit. But it wasn't really, I wouldn't say it was raining. Actually, it did start to rain at the very end, so we were lucky. I advise you to bring sweaters. They will advise you against it, and then you will freeze. It was the summer as well, I believe. Told me not to bring a sweater, and therefore I froze. They did give us ponchos. They'll give you ponchos and all these things. But let's get all that aside. So what you do is you start your Wild Africa trek. You have excellent guides. And as Amelia said, you're outfitted with African safari vests. Water bottles. uh, Phone holders. If you want to bring a phone or anything like that, it has to be tethered. So you can put it in a little, because they don't want you dropping it into the alligator pit, because you will not get it back. Trust me. In fact, in all seriousness, they would probably chomp at it. We saw two alligators fighting, and one of them had no arm. So, you know, this is not, uh, these are true wild animals in there. And you go up close and personal with the hippos, and you, so the first part of the Wild Africa trek you actually walk the trails and you see some really really cool stuff the guides are amazing and and it's neat because you see the people on the ride and there you are backstage like you work on the attraction and it's really neat and there's lots of stuff and that yeah the highlight of it is that suspension bridge a rope bridge fun scary i didn't even remember what was under it i just remembered it yeah it was it was alligators we'll post pictures obviously this week of this and sure there were alligators yeah or crocs i'm pretty sure they were american alligators Uh, and you are you are tethered on the like so you're like a rock climbing rig snapped to your back by fear so if for something did happen and the bridge broke or whatever even though there's safety in place you would be dangling in the air you would not fall (laughs) to the alligators below but it's really fun and uh, they take pictures of you, but you can take your own pictures too. And it's all included. And then the second half of the Wild Africa Trek, when you go out into the savannas, like where the giraffes and all that are, you're in a vehicle, but not the vehicle that everybody else is in. And you do get to go way closer to the animals and stop. Like we saw the elephants in ways that nobody else does unless you're on the tour, things like that. And then the lunch. You have a really, really cool meal. They have a little station in the middle of the whole savannah back there and you stop for lunch and it's really artisan sort of wild food it's kind of like a sort it's not really but the area that you're eating in is kind of like one of those like picnic areas covered by like a pavilion thing yeah it's a little if you were to go camping oh do you remember what was the most important part about that i have a tip now that just came to me don't put your things on the chairs no not that oh but that's true you do get some cool keepsakes no it's the only place where there are restrooms oh So, and it's towards, it's probably past halfway through this whole thing, which is a couple of hours, maybe. I can't remember exactly how long it was. But the trick, the the tip is do not down a venti Starbucks coffee (laughs) right before this tour because you're going to have to hold it. Exactly. You're going to have to hold it until you get to those restrooms. And they'll warn you about this, right? So do your restroom stop before... But the Wild Africa Trek is an amazing adventure tour. Highly recommend it. I have one last tip. Yes. They tell you don't put the things on the chair. Don't not put your cameras, phones, things on the chair. You mean at the lunch area? Yes. Why not? Because then other members of your party who had heard and were listening to this announcement might sit on them. I do not recall uh, that there was any scuffle at the lunch. Of course. Between family members here. 
Of course. All right. So Wild Africa Trek, do you give it a thumbs up? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I want to do that again. Actually. It's kind of like camping without the overnight part. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really neat. It is, you know, it's wild enough that it really feels like you're backstage. It's not, uh, it's defi- yeah. definitely heads and tails above the ride itself, which is also fun. Wow. All right. Now we're going to go to something totally different over at Disney Springs. You may have seen it, but you may have never gone up inside of it. And I'm talking about... I had to beg you to come up in this. The Aerophile Hot Air Balloon Ride. Or the giant hot air balloon that floats over the Disney World. Yes. It used to be called Characters in Flight, and I liked that balloon. It used to have like Tinkerbell and Peter No one Pan knows what it's called. All the characters that, f- that fly were on it. Well, actually, it's a pretty cool story. The balloons themselves come from Paris, and there is one at Disneyland Paris. They're made in France, and they're flown over, and every few years, I forget how many, they have to change the balloons, right, to keep them in good order. So the one that's there now, I don't think it has any characters on it. It was the previous one that was called Characters in Flight, and I really like that one because it was Disney's. But it's really neat. If you've never been up in a hot air balloon, this is not the Wizard of Oz. You're not in a little basket. <laughs> it's actually pretty large. I don't know how many people were on it, 30, something like that. Well, probably not now, but... You know. It's sort of like a gigantic donut. Yeah. And you can walk around the outside edge all yeah. the way around. And people, like, if you take pictures at, like, Old Key West or Saratoga that are near there, you might see it in some of the background photos, which yeah. are really cool. Yeah. So you get you get an amazing view. You can see, you know, you're at Disney Springs, but what stands out is you can see the Contemporary and Bay Lake Tower and Magic Kingdom behind it. So if it's a clear day, there's a couple of options. On a clear day, it's great. You're going to get tons of amazing pictures. And it's a full 360 view. So you can walk all the way around this donut with everybody else taking pictures. Stays up there for, I don't know, 10 minutes, something like that. Feel It's long enough, put it that way. But at night, it's also cool because you can see pretty much every single nighttime show. Yeah, and you can, you can see your way around Disney Springs. So if you forgot a map... Oh, this yeah. might be the way it, for it's you. It's actually cool to see. You know, it's great. It's really neat. It is tethered, so you're not going to fly away. So it rises and falls. So it's a safe adventure, but it's really worth doing. And it's, <laughs> Safety. Yeah. Overrated. If, if you're scared of heights, obviously, it is high. I think it's 400 feet or something. I forget how high it actually is, but it's pretty cool. So highly recommend. Do you recommend that one? Oh, yeah. Do you, rec- do you recommend everything we're talking about today? Pretty well, much. I'm, okay. a, I'm a very adventurous person. Well, the next one you were quite, quite good at. Oh, I thank you. Now, this one, what is it? Surfing at Typhoon Lagoon. Surfing at Typhoon Lagoon. It starts early, early in the morning before dawn. It's literally dark out when you get there. And you you have the entire wave pool at Typhoon Lagoon to yourself. They have two sizes of waves, small two-footers to learn, but then they crank it up to six-foot or higher overhead. Oh, yeah. And they belt these things out. And you are all alone. I think maybe two people go at once. So you basically have the whole wave pool to yourself. And this is true adventure, right? They have have Ron John surf teachers from Cocoa Beach. And it's 5 a.m. It's early in the morning, but the pool's warm. And, well, we do it. We do a lot of the stuff in the summer. And it's awesome. Highly recommended. And I'll tell you, even if you're a good surfer, what we learned that day is surfing in fresh water is different. The buoyancy is different. So you're still going to have a challenge as an ocean surfer if you've never gone in a pool and surfed. So 
That is true adventure because you really, if you've never surfed before, you'll get on a nice longboard and you can stay up hopefully on the smaller waves and they'll teach you. But if you want a real challenge, they'll crank up that wave for you. And it it's sort of scary because of the way it works and they explain it. It goes boom behind you and then you you're going, oh my scary? God, you've got like a few seconds before you fill that pull of that wave and you got to start paddling. It's fun. Definitely fun. Definitely I was like nine and that was awesome. Yeah. And you were actually, I, I have to admit, way better than I was. You were you were getting up and rocking it. Why, you were the, you. one of the best in our group. And they teach you first, you do your dry land training. They sort of teach you how to pop up if you've never surfed. If you have surfed, you know, it's cool. You just sit. And it's not that long, maybe half an hour or something. I and, was going to say less. And then you start cycling through two by two. The, the wave pool is big enough that they spread you out. The worst part is then you have to carry it up. 50 million steps. Yeah, then you swim out the end of the pool and you got to walk back with your surfboard. Or you can just wait for your dad to come down. He'll do it for you. Yeah, sometime I would go around because we would go separately because of you. I was nine. It was so And it's a great chance. You get to take pictures and videos of each other. So it's lots of fun. And they give you a cool little certificate at the end. So really fun surfing at Typhoon Lagoon. So obviously a thumbs up. Your average Disney vacation. I think the next one is a thumbs up for you too because I know you love it. This was the second best day of my life. Horseback riding at Fort Wilderness, through the trails, through the trees. Really, really not wild adventure. You're not I, trotting, it, but <laughs> yeah, you're you're not doing anything beyond a walk. But uh, but it's fun. That might annoy you if you're a skilled horseback rider. But other than that, it's really really cool. Yeah, and the, and again, they match you to the horse. So, you know, if you're new and, or you're smaller size, these are all horses. They're not little ponies. Some of them are in the parades in the Magic Kingdom. So that's the Tricircle D Ranch at Fort Wilderness. The one up by the main gate is where you go, not the one that was down by Reflections Pioneer Hall area or where they're building Reflections or where they may rebuild, <laughs> whatever the status <laughs> is. Anyway, it's the Tricircle D Ranch up by the main gate where they keep these horses. And it's really fun. You're, I don't remember even seeing campsites or anything. It's through the woods on nice trails. Yeah. Lots of fun, right? It's, it's quite long. Can't, it's I don't like know. 45 minutes, Yeah, I it's, it's say? Yeah, it's a nice long ride. Very relaxing. And my trivia for this area always is there's lockers there. And if you're a Disney file, an old schooler like me, those are the river country lockers. I just like to throw that in all the time. If you want some trivia. That means nothing. Well, river country, you know, you, I've talked about it a lot, is, uh, used to be the water park at Fort Wilderness or next to Fort Wilderness. And the lockers at the Tricircle D Ranch up there where you put your stuff when you go on your trail ride are the original lockers from River Country. It's like river an country. Easter egg. Yeah, it's an Easter egg. A little trivia for those of you who care. And let's stick with Fort Wilderness for our next one, which is... Merida lovers rejoice. Archery. Another great adventuresome thing Another to learn. Another thing I like to think I'm great at. And this is good archery. They teach you and you really, you know, this is these aren't kid things. These Don't are shoot at people, kids. No. Well, they make sure it's safe. There are these are real bow and arrows, bows and arrows and real big targets and you will learn to shoot properly and hit those targets. At, uh, there is an age limit on this one. I think it's eight. can't remember offhand, but check it out. And obviously, given what's going on, make sure all these things are up and running. They may not all be now, but they hopefully will be soon. So archery, if you ever want to do archery, mm. it's a really cool thing. I mean, how Take many people, skill. even people staying at Fort Wilderness may not be aware that there's archery or horseback riding Don't like worry. this there. 
These targets are quite huge. You'll be guaranteed to at least hit some of the outer rims. So it's a great adventure thing to do. And you know, the next one I like to talk about, because it's not really adventure in the way these are, but I still think it's pretty neat. And that is the Grand One Yacht. Yes, it's expensive and all that sort of stuff. But <laughs> This if is a bucket list item. But it's really sort of adventurous, right? To book the Grand One Yacht out of the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa and do the evening cruise. It's like you're in the south of France type of... It's the type of thing you would do in on the Mediterranean or on the Riviera, right? <laughs> Maybe it should sail out of there, but that body of water is not big enough. But it's very adventuresome to be out on the open water in a yacht, having food and drink with family and friends or whoever's with you. But these are kind of two separate types of adventure, right? Because you got the one like the camping survival style, and then you've got the five-star stay Southern France yacht trip. Yeah, but it's still adventurous, right? It's something nobody, literally all of these things. I mean, I, we're sort of joking at the front, but if you said, yeah, I was away, you know, I went on a hot air balloon, I was surfing, horseback riding, I went on a luxury yacht. To, nobody's getting it in their right mind. Guess you were at Disney World. I totally would. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I would totally. I've done almost, I know, correction, I've done all of these things. Yes, and there's Disney one World. final one I'm going to throw on the list, and then we'll talk about your favorites and recommendations. The final one is the the tours change a lot, but there's a, the one I had in mind was the VIP backstage tour at Animal Kingdom. Because Ooh. on this one, because it's Animal Kingdom, yeah. it's more adventurous because you get things like tarantulas, right? Like you get to get up close and yeah, personal. Yeah, so, so great. Spiders yeah. are just crawling. Yeah, so put it this way. You have to love animals. It's, it's sort of like the Wild Africa Trek. I prefer the Wild Africa Trek because it is, it's more, literally more, more wild. Hence the name, Wild Africa Trek. You know, you're walking through the bush and all that. But this one is more of their typical tour, organized tour thing. Yeah, but good. you do get up close and personal with smaller animals. And you also see where how they it's less, take it's, care of them. Yeah, it's kind of like at some of those, it's not, it's not like a kid's birthday party, but it's like when you have those people or you go to those places, it's like a reptile house, but with other smaller animals that, that that aren't maybe totally deadly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So if you want to interact a little bit more with the animals, but maybe you don't want to uh, go on the Wild Africa Trek. Because I have trek. to tell you, on the Wild Africa Trek, you're not getting up close and personal with alligators. And I, and I would, so let's talk a bit more. I would have to say on the Wild Africa Trek, you are walking through the bush. It's, these are not, and they tell you, they're not like perfectly smooth trails, right? You can trip over roots and rocks and all that. So... It's a great way to get your steps in. If you're some, but if you're someone like your grandparents who need a cane to walk or something, obviously they're not going to go on the Wild Africa Trail. Yeah. Or anybody who has mobility challenges for any reason, you know, you can't go on it. But the VIP backstage tour is different. So maybe yeah. you'd opt in that direction if you want a more animal-oriented adventure. Yeah, it really depends on your specific surroundings for, you know... what. <laughs> one you want to go on but i mean i i like i like all of these i would definitely go on all of these is there one that you wouldn't go on uh well let me think so there's what there's seven things we talked about there's other adventurous things but these are the seven that i sort of always think of as adventure yeah. travel if i if someone said i want to do something adventurous what can i do there is you know everything is not canned 
as a perfect ride where it's recyclable and the same experience for everyone. All of these things are not, right? They're, they're going to be a different experience for every single person there. So if you like all of them, then would, could you rank them? Do you have a least favorite, a, a, m- a most well, favorite? I, I can easily say my least favorite is the VIP backstage yeah. tour. I just put it in for why I was talking about it versus the Wild Africa trip. Yeah. So f- to start with, I would say between those two, if you're an average able-bodied person, and you want to do something like that, Wild Africa Trek all the way. You know, and I hear other people talking about it and read on online. And, you know, most people feel the same way we do. They love it. It's a really good adventure. Yeah. So would those two be your favorite and least favorite in contrast? No. My most ah. my most favorite. I don't know. It's same as the Grand I know. One. I wouldn't, I, you know, I talk about the Grand One, yeah, but I, it's not adventure, adventure travel in the same way. But it is sort of adventure travel... If you were on a European vacation or in Greece or somewhere where you would do a luxury yacht. So I threw it in for that type of things. The rest of them are m- very much more rustic travel. Yeah. And I think surfing at Typhoon Lagoon is probably one of my favorites. I would have to. I would be forced to agree with you on that. Because I'd say it's the scariest. I, I, wouldn't, I would say it's the funnest. But, you <laughs> but, know. So you're a kid with no fear, which is good, which is where I that have... whole... No, no, I mean, that's good. That's no fear, you know, that big company and the logo, but the no fear saying started with surfers and and adventure travelers like that. So you really have to have no fear. I don't like bugs. Do you remember the pounding of that wave, that sound? That was awesome. You know, know, imagine. That was awesome. if If you've never surfed before, First of all, even a two-foot wave, when you're lying flat on a board looking behind you, looks like it's five feet tall. So you can imagine how big these six-foot waves, at least they're six or seven feet, how big they look and the swell you feel. But it's the sound, right? It's almost like I that. tell you, the ocean doesn't make the conditioning. sound. It's like, boom, because the way the wave maker works. It's a gigantic sound. And then the water rushes out and the wave is formed. So awesome. it's almost scary because in the real ocean, you, you know, if you're a surfer, you, you will know, you sense the wave, you feel the water start to pull. And that's when you start paddling here, you get this ominous boom and you go, Oh my God, I'm going to tell you the ocean is <laughs> not filled comes. with speakers that yeah. make boom. The ocean does not boom. So on the, on the other hand, the good part is if you've never surfed before, you're going to get a little bit of warning to Get ready to paddle because this wave's coming. So I think that would have to be my favorite. From a pure adventure perspective, I think that the surfing on Typhoon Lagoon, it's the most challenging because it's physical. You're actually doing something. Archery's physical I too. I can see that. But, uh, Archery's a lot more work than you'd think. Pulling that string back is not an everyday Joe activity, okay? Yeah, it requires some strength. It requires arm muscle. Especially when you have to hold it steady and aim. And they exactly. teach you how to do it all. And there's different size bows, etc. Okay, what is your most favorite of this list? I'm going least to most because I've created an order here. All right, let's go. Again, Give me your order. The VIP backstage tour, it would have to be my least to do just because it's not as like... It's just not really as adventurous. It's contained adventure. Yeah, I mean, it's fun, but it's more like, I don't want to say a birthday party or like, it's kind of like a zoo. Well, it's a tour. It's one of their... Yeah. So is the Wild Africa Trek, but the Wild Africa Trek, like I said... It's more wild. It is more wild. Like I was talking about the trails. These are not like Disney pathways. You can trip and fall if you're not watching. 
So I attached that at the bottom, followed by the hot air balloon ride. And it, it's cool, just these other things I'd put higher. And then... The well, grand- let me say, on the hot air balloon, if you're scared of heights, it's going to be a, okay. <laughs> an extra... No, I'm just saying, I'm just warning people. It's an extra special adventure. But mm. do it, right? You know in the Amazing Race when people are scared of heights and they do things and they feel good? No this one's has scared a- of heights. People are scared of falling from heights. Yeah. Well, this one does have a little screen. Yeah, to you're not going to you. fall. You're not going to fall. So, okay, very, go ahead. very unlikely. Keep going. And the green one yacht, just because it's not very. It, I mean, it's adventurous, but you're sailing on a yacht on a lake. Like it's it's not. It's just sort of adventurous <laughs> from your out. It's sort of it's fun because you're you're out on the open water. You're seeing it from a whole different perspective. But if we were if this were a luxury episode, it would be in a, probably yeah. my number one. The open water of an enclosed lagoon. Yeah, well, still. <laughs> but right? yeah. And then the the rest of these are really close because they're more adventurous. They're kind of like, they're sort of like what you would do if you're having like the best camping experience. Now I really want to go camping. So I'd put Wild Africa Trek and then archery, then horseback riding, then surfing as top. So surfing number one, horseback riding number two, Wild yeah. Africa Trek number three? No. Archery number three. Yeah, I love archery. You'd rather, so if we were going to do one again next visit and when everything's open and I said, you want to do archery or wild Africa, you'd pick archery. Because I was so cold on the wild Africa trek. Okay, so. And it rained. Yeah, and you've got to be prepared for, you know, you whatever it is. You walk for like five kilometers. You do, and they will, like I was talking about the trails, they'll tell you, you're not going in flip-flops. I don't even think they'll allow you to, and they check you out ahead of time and. They have a little place where you can leave your phones and all that if they're not properly tethered. So, Oh, yeah. There's a lot of rules around it, but it's because you are out in the Disney bush and uh, you don't want to lose anything or trip or fall or get hurt. Exactly. But with Archie, this is, this is going to sound violent, but just like the thing of an arrow and you're just flinging it and it goes and just it goes where it wants to. Just make sure not to stab anyone in the heart. Yeah, well... Um, <laughs> They will take good care of you at Fort Wilderness, trust yeah. me. It's a good crew there. It's, it's not a free-for-all. It's, it's, it's a fun experience. I, I don't know. I just I think it's more. It's slightly more what I would like to do. It's it's less of a walking. I don't like to walk. Yes, it is. No walking. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Pretty the one much who has no to walking. walk around the Disney parks. Just getting there. <laughs> All right. So, listen. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope we opened your eyes to some things you may not have known about, or if you've done all these things like we have, let us know. What is your number one most advent, most, sorry, what is your number one most recommended adventure experience at Walt Disney World? And we'll tweet all this stuff out this week, as we always do, at 1923 Main Street. This is like the Adventures by Disney without Adventures by Disney. Yes, that's a whole future episode, another episode. (laughs) So thank you for joining us on our 30 Minutes of Disney Magic every week. We keep the shows to approximately 30 minutes. Or less. Or less, or a little bit more. We discuss Adventures by Disney Junior. Yes, Adventures by Disney Junior. Good sub name for this episode. Not by Disney Junior, though. You're not going to see Sophia the First anywhere. No. Uh, Yes, you will not. (laughs) Yes, you won't. How's that? All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week. We hope you liked the episode. Thank you, as always, for interacting with us on social media. We love hearing from you and your story ideas, too. If you want an episode, let us know. We'll try to do it for you. So have a magical week, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye.